Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. This afternoon, we are live at the Western Hills Chick-fil-A on Glenway Avenue and happy to highlight the Elder Oak Hills and Western Hills High School football programs as this is the second of a four-part special podcast series previewing the upcoming high school football season. Before we get started, I definitely want to thank Western Hills Chick-fil-A owner-operator Jason Griggs for all the hospitality and the support of this podcast. This is the third time we've been at the Western Hills Chick-fil-A going back to 2019. This is the fourth consecutive season that Chick-fil-A has supported our WCPO high school football coverage. And uh, again, we are indebted to uh, Jason Griggs and everybody at Chick-fil-A for their continuous support. And uh, like I mentioned, we have Elder Coach Doug Ramsey, Oak Hills Coach Justin Roden, and Western Hills High School Coach Charles Boyd, along with some of their players. Uh, We were at the Fort Wright Chick-fil-A on Monday, highlighting Beachwood and Covington Catholic. On Wednesday, we'll be at the Kenwood Town Center Chick-fil-A to discuss Indian Hill, Moeller, and Sycamore. Then on Thursday, we're going to be at the Fairfield Chick-fil-A for the very first time as we welcome in Winton Woods and Fairfield. I want to get into the seasons here for each one of your programs in just a second. I want to remind everybody this High School Insider podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants, where the winning play is always chicken. Go for the extra point with a side of their macaroni and cheese. And I'm going to transition now a little bit to uh, Elder's program here. And uh, the season opens for the Panthers at Covington Catholic on August 19th. And uh, as I kind of mentioned here and in some of our WCPO coverage, and you can see the yard signs all the way around the west side, the 100th anniversary of Elder High School. And um, I guess I'll start with uh, a couple of these players here. We have Evan James, senior offensive lineman, and also senior defensive lineman Samari Freeman joining Coach Ramsey. And uh, I'll start with you, Evan. I mean, 100th anniversary of the school. I mean, that's got to be a special thing. I mean, how much... uh, do you take pride in seeing that and you see the sign, I guess, as, as you look toward the school building every day in practice? Uh, what's that mean for you? Uh, it's just special to be a part of. I mean, my brothers, one's at Elder, one is graduated, and my dad went to Elder. I mean, now I get to be a part of it, and I'm in the 100th year, so it's special. Samari, what's that mean for you? Uh, I think I can set a tradition. I'm the first person in my family to go to Elder, and uh, it's, it's special seeing it everywhere you go down the street, coming up hills and everything, and it's nice. Coach, you've uh, been a part of more than a quarter of the games in uh, the school history. If, if <laughs> I know you're going to laugh at that fact that I brought up, but uh, what is it about? Is there a little extra, um, I don't know if incentive is the right word, but obviously you open the season at Covcat, then you come back home against Pickerington Central, and the school celebrates that centennial uh, milestone, uh, August 26th. Um, what's that going to be like, I guess? You know, I think that's the thing. We, we can look back now, you know, at, at what, what has happened in 100 years, especially in football, and, and celebrate a lot of the things that have happened, celebrate teams and, and people that have been a part of, of, of a, a very, you know, uh, rich, traditional, you know, program. And I, I think, you know, we're going to have the state championship monuments finally put out this year and, you know, those kinds of things. And, and, and I think more people will come back. I think that's one of the things that I'm kind of looking forward to, you know, especially after the last couple of seasons, you know, the COVID restrictions of a couple of years ago and, and, you know, having, having more people, I, th- I think, I think we're going to see more alum around this year. And I think it's going to be just bring a little bit more excitement. How do you evaluate this year's team as you kind of look toward uh that first scrimmage with Lakota West this weekend? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. We, we, we lost some firepower. You know, we're, we're going to be a different team. You know, last year, 
you know, I brought these two guys. I think well, they're captains for one, great kids. But I think kind of, 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 of to me, what what we need to do, I brought an offensive lineman because we've got to be able to run the ball. We, we, you know, I'm tired of reading how we only rushed for 800 yards last year in 12 games. And that's not what we do. And, and in Samari, um, in the D-line, we've we got to stop people from running the football. And I, and I think those are the things last year we, we – we, we, we couldn't do those things very well, and we've got to get better. We scored enough. We scored a lot of points, but we gave up a lot of points. But we couldn't control the games like we we normally do. You know, we usually would be able to control time of possession, and, and and that's kind of what we're trying to go back towards. You know, having that that ability to to hold the ball for for you know long drives and wear people out and those kinds of things. And 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 I think we've got the you know, the kind of team that, that we can do those things. I think we've got some quarterbacks that they can run the ball a little bit. I, I like our backfield, and I think our O-line is going to be pretty solid. And, and defensively, I think our front seven has is, is got a chance to be one of the better ones that we've had in a while. So I think those are the things that we're really kind of looking forward to with this team. What is the quarterback situation at this point? Um, really probably down to about 2-2. Two, two. Um, Jack Reuter and, 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 and Ben Schoest are two seniors that are kind of battling it out. Um, Nick Shackleider's a kid who's kind of in there. Um, he's got some ability. He's just a little bit behind those guys, you know, mentally with things. But uh, we'll, we'll see how things play out on Saturday. You know, I, I think playing against uh, Dakota West is a great test. Um, you know, obviously, you know, everybody's saying they're the best team in town. And, and the man coverage that they play, uh, it'll, be, it'll be hard on our quarterbacks. They're going to blitz them. So I think it'll be a really good test to see who kind of steps forward in, in that situation. I know you had so many playmakers who were so versatile last year, whether it be you know, Ben Hamilton at quarterback. You had Drew, your son, Drew Ramsey, uh, Andrew Harp. I mean, um, do you see some potential in maybe some of these younger guys of stepping up? And I know maybe you can't necessarily replicate what those guys did, but do you see that that big play potential? Oh, we do. It will be a little bit different. Instead of it being just one or two, we're going to have to do it by committee. You know, and I think that's the thing we've got. Uh, I think we got three quality running backs. I think we've got about five quality receivers, um, you know, we've got a tight end that we feel good about. So so I think we've got a lot of guys, you know, we don't have a guy that's going to catch 120 passes like Drew did. We don't we don't have a quarterback that's going to throw for, you know, 35, you know, whatever Ben did and all the plays. That, you know, we, we won't have that. But I think we've got to spread, you know, spread the wealth a little bit more and, 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 and more guys be involved and, and, uh, and you know, pick up the slack that way. Can you talk about these guys? Uh, you mentioned Samari and Evan both being captains. Uh, I'm going to start with Samari. What? What he's meant to the team so far? Well, uh, Samari, a, a three-year starter for us, and uh, just a, a high-quality person. I think that's the thing, first and foremost, is you know, like he said, he's the, he's the first he's the first person in his family to to attend Elder. Um, I had no idea who that guy was uh, when he before he stepped foot in, in Elder High School, and and um, but his abilities on the field is a nose. I I you know we were talking just yesterday about him. I mean, to me, he's got a chance to be an all-state defensive lineman. Um, I think he's that, that, got that kind of ability. Um, the thing, you know, I, he, he's got Division One talent. He's just a little too short, you know. He's, he's not that six-foot, you know, sure. three kind of guy. But, but he can play the game, and, and he's a great leader for us. You know, and then Evan's a guy that's been around the program, um, you know, for so long. His dad's been an assistant um, with us for forever, and and you know his, his his brother you know played Jacob played for us, and he's at Ohio State now, and and Evans the same way three year starter, um, you know I think Evans the first freshman oh, I know he's the first freshman ever to play in a varsity game while I was a head coach, 
Um, you know, but uh, he's, a, again, a, a great leader on the offensive line for us. And I think that's, you know, these two guys are, are that's what's, what's really good about them. The kids respect them um, so much because the way they work and, and, and the way that they lead, you know, and just in, in talking to the other guys and, and moving them along. So, uh, so two, two high-quality guys. Evan, you know, Coach mentioned, obviously, the family connection. People know about, obviously, Jacob being at Ohio State. And, uh, I mean, what's elder football really meant to you and your family over the years? Uh, I mean, it's meant everything. I grew up around it, and it, it was a privilege to be able to watch my older brother play and play with him, actually. I mean, seeing what he went through, it was awesome. That whole, that whole team was awesome. Samari, what's elder football meant to you as, as a captain uh, your senior year? It grew on me. The culture grew on me, uh, everything around it, the fans, like the, the crowd, the cheering, every, the stands and everything. Uh, the people on the team, like being in the locker room with everybody coming out, praying with everybody before every game and at every practice and stuff. Uh, like, give me a good feeling being there. Great. And I guess, Coach, last, last question. I mean, your schedule is tough year in and year out. I mean, as you look at the schedule, I know you won't look too far ahead, but uh, how do you kind of evaluate uh, – how this? I know you're not not afraid to lose. You've said it many times. You know it's it's all about getting prepared for the postseason. Yeah. But still, how well will your team be battle tested? Yeah, it, we will be. It's 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 obviously a tough schedule. Uh, I'll say this: I'm glad we're not uh, Saint X or Moeller of the schedules they have. Ours is hard. Right. Theirs are almost stupid. But that's that's their that's their problem. But um, but we will be we'll be tested. You know, you, you talk about playing Pick Central, you know, and you, you talk about playing Saint Ed's. You know, those kind of teams are Louisville St. X. So some, some teams that aren't from Cincinnati that, uh, that you know, that, that do different things uh, and, and, and will prepare us to play in, in, in a league play than, than the league games that we play. And, you know, so it's, 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 it's a schedule. And obviously starting off with a, a team that's won so much in, in, in northern Kentucky. Uh, and I think that's the thing that, that I like about playing these teams. We, we play people who knew how to win. So we've got to be in that, that mindset, you know what I mean? We've got to, we may be better than, than, than a team that we play, but they know how to win. So for us, it's the same way. We play a lot of people that are going to be more talented than we are. But when you know how to win, when you know how to play the game, when you know how to, to finish in the fourth quarter, um, you have a chance. And I think that's what these games kind of allow us to do. Well, we're going to do some uh, trivia here as we uh, conclude with Elder and I'm going to put you guys on the spot, Evan and Samari. You're the, you're the first uh, contestants here on the uh, WCPO High School Insider Podcast for this, uh, this episode. But, uh, okay, well, here it goes. It's multiple choice, so I'll put you at ease here. All right. NFL tight end Kyle Rudolph, a 2008 Elder High School graduate, signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last month. In addition to being an All-American his senior football season at Elder, Rudolph was a star basketball player. Now, I want to know which basketball jersey number did Rudolph wear his senior season at Elder? So, again, which number on his basketball jersey did Kyle Rudolph wear his senior season at Elder? Is it A, number 9, B, number 30, or C, number 42? You guys I'm going to go B. I go B, too. You guys are right. Spot on. Correct. Chick-fil-A gift cards oh, for both you. of you guys. Thank you. Thanks for uh, having a little bit of fun there with, they you know their elder history. As I look back toward uh, your dad, Craig James. <laughs> um, good stuff there. But uh, I want to thank Coach Ramsey, also senior defensive lineman Samari Freeman, and senior offensive lineman Evan James. 
best of luck to the Panthers this year. Thank Thanks you. for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thank Mike. you. Thank Appreciate you. it. Mm -hmm. And we're going to bring in Oak Hills here and Coach Justin Roden. Again, thanks to Elder for their perspective here on the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. And we got a couple of Oak Hills players now coming in. Is We're going to highlight the Highlanders here in the 2022 season as I get my notes all squared away. I'm going to get a third chair here. Squeezing together Coach, you want to have your players introduce themselves since we have three Highlanders here in the in the podcast? All right. Go ahead, Jackson. I'm uh, Jackson Schreiber. I'm a quarterback and a senior. Uh, I'm Tanner Combs. I'm an offensive lineman. I'm Jimmy Breeze. I play D-line. Great, Coach. And uh, what what, uh, what do you like about the Highlanders uh, this year, Coach? I mean, you mentioned to me earlier this summer that uh, – you know, the vibe is good. The numbers are up. Maybe the largest freshman class that you've had yeah. in quite some time. Um, tell us a little bit about what's been going on this preseason. Yeah, so we, um, I think it starts with our, our strength program. Um, uh, Jason Lewis, our strength coach, has done an amazing job of kind of changing the culture in there. And I think the numbers in there were fantastic all offseason. Um, it's a positive energy group. And then, uh, to be truthful with you, that's kind of led to the, uh, the football program growing. You know, and we've got, you know, 90 kids, you know, 10 through 12 and the, about 60 freshmen right now. So it's it's not often when you, you know, we went we went 0-11 last year, which, you know, my brother over at Elder likes to give me a little bit of grief about. But uh, in, in all truthfulness, we lost a lot of close games last year. We went through a lot of adversity. And the, the part that I like most about the kids is they – that that's they didn't turn on they didn't turn on each other usually when you 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 have a little bit of you know or a lot of failure you know guys like to start throw daggers or you know the culture starts to to, to crumble and we, we didn't have that i think kind of kids just kind of continue to fight through the adversity and you know fight through all the the challenges that covid seemed to kick us in in the shin last year every single week we never knew who was going to be able to play or who was quarantined and so i think it's an exciting group we returned most of our team from last year we have some exciting skill players we have some veteran guys that, that were forced to play a bunch last year that you know ordinarily you know I think the rule is when you start a sophomore it's a game you're going to lose and I, I think last year we probably started 10 sophomores at times so uh, for us we've got a bunch of kids back uh, with, a, with a good energy and you know we haven't changed coaches in the coordinator position on either side of the ball in three years so we built some consistency um, specifically on our offense you know Robert Klotz who came over from St. X his offensive playbook is um, slightly challenging so um, it, it can be something that takes time to develop and, and to grow into. And our, our quarterbacks, I think, finally now are becoming more comfortable with that. So I'm excited to have all these guys back. I'm, you know, I'm excited for their energy, and we'll see how we do this week. And, you know, two weeks we have an opportunity to, to scrimmage elder. Um, you know, not so much. The, the beauty of that is, is for us, is just competition, and you know, we we play a gauntlet of a schedule in the in the GMC, and um, for us, I think you know, playing a West Side team for the for a scrimmage like that on a Friday is is a positive thing for us. Um, not, again, nothing to do with winning or losing, but more of just preparing us for, you know, the every every single week the competition that we're going to play, and, and in most cases, uh, we'll be. Uh, overmatched athletically, will be challenged, you know, size-wise. But uh, I feel good about where we're at, and I feel good about where the program's going. 
Oak Hills obviously opens the season against visiting Turpin on August 19th and uh, kind of want to open up the conversation with some of these players here and Jackson I'll start with you um, obviously being a veteran quarterback um, what do you like about the offense this summer and um, what are what are some of your improvements I guess is uh, a signal caller um, I would say uh, we're going to be able to run the ball a lot better this year uh, we have a lot of returning offensive linemen um, kid transferred in from X he used to play with us so up front we should be pretty big and pretty uh, athletic um, once we figure out the playbook and everything and then we have a returning running back it was a sophomore last year he's going to be pretty good and then we got the same skill guys on the outside for the most part so I'm excited that we should be more versatile um, so we don't have to throw the ball as many times but I think I think we'll put up a lot of points how do you kind of envision your senior season here I mean what what are some of your goals um, I mean I want to I want to lead, lead, lead the league in passing I mean I want to do that last year um which at the, end of, at the end of the regular season I did, but I want to do that with uh, winning games too. Like that's 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 the most important. So um, that's just one of the goals I have. Tanner, what would that mean for the program? Just to obviously get in the W column and, and be able to build from there. Uh, I think the wins would change the players' mindsets a lot and get them like in a routine to start winning and start believing in themselves. And I, that's basically it. How hungry is this group? Would you say? I mean, a lot of them are pretty, pretty uh, aggressive sometimes, and like, well, not sometimes, all the time. But yeah, they're just pretty aggressive. Jimmy, how do you kind of view this, uh, knowing that obviously last year didn't go the way that anybody uh, planned for? But um, on the defensive side of the ball, what do you like? I like how we have a really young defense, and a lot of people have been returning, and we still have some improvements. But I think we'll be good. Coach, can you talk a little bit about these guys? Yeah, I was, I was just going to say that, you know, Doug talked earlier. He mentioned the the idea as far as having the mentality to win games. Uh, that's the one thing that, um, you know, we kind of lack. You know, I, we have the ability this year. We have the talent. We have the strength. Um, we just have to learn to find a way to win. I think in the last uh, two years here, we've had a number of games where we've had a lead um, or we've been in a game and, you know, somehow let it let it slip away, whether it was, you know, being a point behind Sycamore at the half last year or, or being up on, um, it doesn't matter. Well, we just we need to find a way to win. But uh, as far as Jackson goes, Jackson is um, as talented athletically um, as anybody in our conference. Um, regretfully, he gets overlooked because of, you know, the wins and losses for us. But uh, he throws it and runs it as well as anybody in our conference. Um, Tanner Combs is goofy, uh, as you saw a second ago. But Tanner has really transformed his body. He's worked really hard in the offseason. He's had a great summer. Um, excited for him. Uh, he, he introduced himself as an offensive player but I'd like to see him play a little bit of defensive side of the ball this year as well. And um, he's just, he's, been, he's had a tremendous off season and he got a chance to play last year a bunch. So he, he should have a great year. And then um, Jimmy down here is only going to be a junior and he's another one of those kids that have really, you know, transformed his body and worked hard in the off season. And, you know, in our conference, when you're constantly playing a left tackle that's going to Ohio State or wherever, you know, goodness gracious, somebody from one of the Lakotas is going somewhere. Um, you know, Jimmy every week has to go against a guy that mentality and has really prepared himself physically to be able to to play 10 of those games and again for us you know we got to stay healthy and that's the this group here has really done all the things in the offseason to put themselves in a place to to stay healthy so we'll be competitive I, I think our, our fans will continue to to root for us and uh, we're doing things the right way and um, we'll continue to build on that and hopefully find a way here to sneak up on some people and, and win a few games.
Jackson, I, I want to kind of touch on something Coach just mentioned ago, just uh, the community support. And, um, you know, you've been at this for a long time. I mean, talk about maybe just Friday nights at home and, and what, what keeps you going as far as um, being able to strap it up and, and give your best for you and your teammates and, and the entire community. I'd say the our biggest supporters are our student section every game, regardless of score, never left early. Um, awesome. Stayed for the entire game. Uh, always packed, like didn't matter who we were playing. So for them to show up every every game gave us the reason to to, to play 110 percent, no matter what. Didn't matter what the score was, what, how much times left in the game, who we were playing. Um, so that's that that was a big that was a big factor. And then like our community, like a lot a lot of it's easy for a lot of people not to come to games or to say, oh, they're not very good. But um, but we we appreciate it when people should come out and watch because like it's not it's not e- we get it it's not easy to cheer on a team who's been won two games the last two years so it, it, it means a lot. What's that mean to you? I mean, you players notice this when the, yeah. the crowd doesn't leave early or they show up in full support. I mean, that's got to mean something to you. Yeah, it, it does for sure. Gotcha. Tanner, what about for you? What, what have you noticed from the community support? Is like he said, it's always packed, and the fans are always cheering 100%. And to me, that's just like, at least like, even though we have a losing like side to us, that we still have fans that would be there for us when we want them to. Jimmy, what's coach, maybe the coaching staff, been emphasizing to you guys, maybe starting this spring, whether it be in the weight room or something out on the practice field? Um, you know, you could talk about all the physical intangibles and, and everything and the X's and O's of a football field, but... There's got to be a certain mindset, too, that you have going into the season, especially after last year, that you want to be stronger and confident going into the year. Yeah. Don't leave anything on the field. That was one of the biggest things they've been saying. Simple as that, right? Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Um, Coach, I know you had some other players. I know Brady, uh, LaGreca, you mentioned. A couple yeah, other guys to watch this year? Yeah, we've got, uh, you know, we return most of our players in the second day. Like, we return... Again, a great deal of players because they were forced to play last year. But uh, Brady LaGreca will be a, a standout for us. Um, uh, Barkley will be a great player for us on both sides of the ball. He mentioned Demar Parker, um, Trevor King. You know, again, we we got Drake Ross, who was who's he mentioned a, a transfer from St. X, but Drake is an Oak Hills kid. He grew up in uh, in St. X or in our school district, and before he made the decision to come back, uh, Daniel Bybent, who was. You know, at the purple school for a few years, he's he's come back and stand out in lacrosse, and he's going to play a little bit for us this year as well. So, uh, a, a lot of guys coming back, and I, I know he he mentioned leaving it on the field, but I think um, for us, we just talked about a standard. You know, we're we play hard, we practice hard, we do things the right way, and um, you know, it's not always what you deserve; it's what you earn. So, when we we talk about you know losing those games, we got to find a way to to lead it on the field and continue to to make our community proud. I think if you come to one of our games you're going to notice that besides the fact that our student section are fantastic and I've been at winning programs and our student section are as, as good of any of those programs you're going to find um, you know our, our players make make the people in the bleachers proud we play hard regardless of that score we're going to we're going to play hard and make the community proud and I think at the end of the day that's all you can ask for for high school kids if they if they play hard and they do what they're supposed to do and they, and they make the fans proud then then I can live with that and I can I can sleep at night no kills coach Justin Roden along with some of his players, senior quarterback Jackson Schreiber, senior offensive lineman and defensive lineman Tanner Combs, and also junior offensive lineman and defensive lineman Jimmy Breeze. Really appreciate your perspective and time. Before I let you go, let's going to ask you the trivia question here. Again, multiple choice, but uh, pretty simple. What school year did
Did Oak Hills join the Greater Miami Conference, the GMC? What school year did Oak Hills join the GMC? Is it A, 2003 and 4, B, 1998-99, or C, 2000-2001? You guys can get together on this if you <laughs> want to just give one unified answer. I'm not what do you think? We'll go see. You guys probably weren't even born yet, so it is C. 2000, 2001. Tanner, I'm trying to give you the answer, man. I don't Congratulations. There's some gift cards for you, you guys. You can't even cheat if I'm not. I mean, I'm literally like, went like this. I'm trying, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for uh, joining us here on the okay. WCPO High School Insider thank Podcast. Best, best of luck this season. And want to thank again the Highlanders of Oak Hills for joining us. We're going to bring in Coach Boyd at Western Hills High School and a couple of his players. Omar Beckley Jr., senior quarterback, and also senior defensive tackle, Daryl Davis. Guys, thanks for taking a few minutes, and uh, thanks for your patience, too, as uh, we had the conversation with those other two coaches. But, Coach, I just want to open it up to you a little bit. Uh, maybe give us your general impressions of the Mustangs this summer and what you like about the team and uh, uh, what you hope to improve upon as uh, your season opener draws near against Dayton Meadowdale, and that being on Saturday, August 20th. So far is uh, the senior leadership. Uh, these guys took over, did a great job leading all off season. Um, what I look forward to is us getting better every day, building and getting better on you know what we did yesterday and being a better guy, better team on and off the field tomorrow. What do you want to see improve upon? Maybe just from an X's and O's standpoint, as you as you get ready for the season, knowing you have a couple scrimmages. Tell us about your scrimmage schedule, first of all. So we're going to open up uh, this weekend at Finneytown in a four-way. Um, the purpose behind that was to go see Coach Tatum. Get these guys a chance to um, break bed with Coach and um, hopefully give a little motivation. And then we will go to um, Mount Healthy on the 12th which should be a good challenge for us. And we opened up with Meadowdale. So in the scrimmages, I like for us to fly around, uh, minimize our mistakes, um, and really I'll leave it there for now. Okay. I'll leave it there for now. <laughs> well, Coach, obviously you were named the Western Hills head coach back in February after most recently leading um, the linebackers. Uh, there at Moeller High School, helped to lead Moeller to the Division One State Final Four last year. And uh, 1997 Western Hills High School graduate, as I mentioned earlier. And um, tell me about just the pride of coming back to your alma mater and, and you know, uh, how things have changed, I guess, since you played and, and maybe um, what you're hoping to implement or establish. Maybe you've already established in your first year. Um, you know, being a grad was really the reason of going back. You got a... Uh, tradition um, what I want to implement I just want to play fast and play hard I don't really have a oh we're going to do this we're going to do that it's really just a mind state of knowing that um, there is a tradition there I just want them guys to be aware of the tradition that you know West High has what kind of buy-in have you seen from your players 100% because it's all led by the seniors, 100%. Can you tell us a little bit about Omar and Daryl as you, as you talk about the seniors here? Uh, senior quarterback, day one, they said he wasn't very vocal. Um, you can't play quarterback and not be vocal. 
so I put everything on him. It, he was part of the, both of these guys were part of the hiring process, and um, it hurt that I knew his name. So whenever I needed something those first few weeks, it was Omar, 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 and he just took a hold of everything. And uh, also with um, Rail over here, um, I mean, you just look at his stature. He's, he's, you know, they don't make him like that. You know, he's, he's one of the biggest, he's the strongest on the team, he's a senior, so it helps to have that presence, if you would. And, you know, so everything we do is led by the seniors. I coach the seniors, the seniors coach the team. That, that's kind of the mantra we have, the goal of how we run every day. Everything we do throughout our process is, it's your team, go lead it. Darrell, what does that mean to you? Coach just said. Uh, it means a lot to me to uh, be able to come out and uh, lead our team, uh, help us get better every day, stronger and faster as coach implementing. Is there a sense of empowerment as a senior when coach puts that responsibility and that accountability on you and your, your other seniors? I mean, because it's got to be something that you don't have to necessarily maybe worry about because it's, like you said, you want to have the locker room the way you want to lead it. Yeah, it's it's like I want to say really like empowerment, but like it's power. But then at the same time, I, we do give them like they freedom, but like not too much freedom to where they acting crazy and stuff. Gotcha. Omar, what about you? Uh, Coach just mentioned how much you helped, I guess, early on. And uh, he was asking a lot of you, I guess. Uh, what, what was that transition like with Coach Boyd? Um, before this year, I wasn't really vocal uh, as a leader. I, I led more in action than uh, being vocal. Um, it was a big step. Uh, I still don't think I'm comfortable with it yet, but uh, when he, whenever he asks for it, I just got, I got to do it. Don't want to go back to last season as much, but uh, I do want to ask you about how you got through that time. And obviously, a lot of adversity and everything. But Omar, how did you maybe help your teammates uh, persevere through that? Um, we, we just, we all just came together uh, after this. We all just came together. Um, we said we gonna put that in the past. Um, uh, we we build we still building uh, something that that's gonna be special this year. Um, we just we just looking for this season. Uh, we looking forward to this season and trying to build something and do something special. What did you notice about Coach Boyd and the coaching staff? Maybe um, whether it be in the weight room or something in the practice field this spring or summer that you said, yeah, this is gonna be maybe something special for us. Uh, we we always competing no matter what we do. We always competing, um, either whether it's in the weight room, on the field, um, uh, gaming, anything. We always competing. Coach, you told me a story about why you wanted this head coaching position. I was wondering if you could share that with us. We were in the playoffs at Moeller. Um, Western Hills had the issue last year, and they was questionable if they were going to play. And we were in our um, Sunday meeting, Sunday or Monday meeting, one of the coaches walked in and said, hey, we may pull Western Hills. Myself and another gentleman that played at Western Hills, Rodney Heave, all big team, playing in the NFL, are both on the we're on the staff currently. And um, we just kind of looked at each other. No, no, no thoughts, really. And somebody else in the room said, oh, that'll be great. We'll play our freshmen. I didn't like that. Hadn't applied for the job, hadn't thought about applying for the job. I was totally happy over there with Coach Elder at Moeller. And um, I didn't go to Moeller because it was Moeller. I went to Moeller because of my relationship with Coach Elder. We worked together at UC. 
he was familiar face. Um, he had a position open, coaching what I wanted to coach, and it just kind of happened to be Moeller. Um, he could have been anywhere, and I would have went. Sure. That, I mean, it, so it had nothing to do with the school, but it just didn't sit right with me. And I just kind of leaned back in my chair and said, not next year. Hadn't applied, hadn't thought about applying, any of that. Um, I knew Coach Tatum in the past from recruiting the school. Whenever I recruited the city, I came back to West High no matter what. And Coach Tatum gave my name to the AD without me knowing. So, you know, we went the whole playoffs with no conversation about it. It never came up again. So we ended up not playing them, obviously. We played Oak Hills instead. And, you know, it never came up again. And one day, um, I got a text message from Mr. Phil O'Neill, the AD, and asked if I'd be interested in interviewing. And that's how the process got going. What were the first challenges taking over the program? Coach Tatum was a quality guy, is a quality guy. And these, these seniors had played for him their whole careers in high school. So getting them to buy into what we were doing um, was probably the biggest challenge, which was why I put it on them and, and made it senior oriented. Um, but once we got going, I don't, challenges, I don't know that we had a lot of challenges getting going because they were hungry. They, they hadn't had it. They, it was something they loved had been taken away from them. So they were excited to get it back. So in that aspect, it wasn't really a challenge. It wasn't pulling teeth to get these guys going back going because they had missed it. They hadn't really been working out. Um, if I'm not mistaken, they had had one or two workouts maybe since um, the season had ended. So they were excited to get back going. And it was just more sort of a challenge letting them know that um, I'm an alum. Um, you know, I have the same vision that you guys have and we got to work at it. Was that trust developed almost immediately or did it no, take some time? It took time. Um, some of the workouts we put on the board, you had to get down and demonstrate them. And, and sometimes that required you being an old man like myself, being sore the next day, trying to get in the squat rack with him. And I will occasionally, I won't act like I'll do everything with him. I will occasionally lift with him. I will occasionally run with him. Um, I can't keep up with him. But I just try to tell them that there's nothing that I'm going to ask of you that I won't do myself. Yeah. And I think that is what helped buy them in. Omar, what have you learned the most from Coach? Uh, he really loved football. Um, he he loved winning. Um, is, uh, he like I feel like I feel like he is like a coach that everybody like. Like everybody want to be around. Like after practice, all the seniors stay in his office. Actually, all the players stay in his office. We really don't leave until he leaves. Um, so I feel like I feel like we built that we built that trust with him so fast that like everybody's just comfortable around him. So. Darrell, how much uh, can he lift? I mean, what, have, what, have you seen some some interesting competitions or anybody try to challenge Coach? Um, I try to challenge him every chance I get. You know, he'd be scared sometimes, back and down. <laughs> Obviously, Cincinnati Metro Athletic Conference, uh, everybody knows about how talented um, the CMAC is this year. Um, what, what do you think about just the, the league competition, and um, how are you embracing your schedule, Coach, as you kind of look? Uh, I know it's one week at a time, but still. We embrace the process. We, um, we set goals. You know, we, we want to be towards the top of that thing. We understand that we have a long way to go, and it doesn't come overnight. Um, there's, like you said, there's a lot of talent there. Um, 
we don't travel it too far down because you have to play everybody and you hope to get better each week. Um, it's a tough schedule. We don't talk about it a lot. We talk about us. And that's not like a ploy or a fancy answer, but we, we try to keep everything in-house and make sure we handle our business. Um, obviously, we'll have a little bit more discussion about each team as, as we get closer. Um, you know, but our goal is to be the most physical team in the conference. And so that would be the one thing conference-wise we actually do speak of is we want to be the most physical team in the conference. Do you have a theme or anything this season or a slogan of some sort that, that you've brought to the, to the program? Get used, used to, to winning. winning. Said that in unison. That was pretty good. Did you did you, did you practice that? Yes. <laughs> it's good stuff. Well, um, Coach, I really appreciate your time, perspective, uh, Darrell and Omar. Best of luck to you. Um, tell us before I let you go a little bit about these guys and, and maybe um, why they have potential to play at the next level. Um, I tell Rail that um, I'm gonna be highly disappointed if he's not one of the best bigs in the city. On top of his natural physical talents, he moves extremely well. Um, I think that he should be one of the best D linemen in the city. He probably is one of our, is our best linemen, period. But I'm allowing it to be a little bit selfish because of their season last year. They don't have as much film. I feel like if he would have played, no matter what they would have done last year, I feel if he would have got all 10 games, 11th game, if they would have played that game against us at Moeller, that he would have a lot more looks and offers right now. I mean, he's 6'1", 6'2", 320 pounds. And when guys come in the scene, they say, oh, he's 250. No, he's 320 pounds. I put him on the scale weekly. He might be 319. Um, he moves extremely well. He's strong as an ox. They don't make him like that. But unfortunately, the, the challenge I have that I have to explain to them is that, yeah, I have contacts. And I have buddies in my phone who numbers I can call and like, people I can reach out to, but they need film. They need to see you playing at those positions. And part of the problem is that when you have 10, 15 guys last year that showed up after, and then another couple guys come back, you play your guys everywhere. So Rail didn't come off the field. So not coming off the field, the film may not be as quality. And I want to make sure that we put the best of him out there. But I will be highly disappointed if Rail's not the best big in the city. Um, Omar. Everything we do goes through him offensively. He, he's the, the brain and the motor. So, um, you know, we expect him, and he does it. It's, you know, we have high expectations for him to lead the offense, and he, he does a great job of it. Um, he's embraced a new offense. We sat down and spoke a few times about what we were going to do offensively. I wanted to be something that he could handle and wasn't too much, et cetera, and he grasped it immediately. And now he's out there with a wristband on coordinating practice. So when we do our sevens or sevens or we prepare for uh, scrimmages or even with practice now, he gets the calls the night before or the day before or I'll tell him, hey, script seven on seven or script the scrimmage. And then he'll send it back to me and I'll say, now draw it up. And then he'll draw it up. And so why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And he can tell you immediately. And it's me being a defensive guy it gets to me sometimes because every now and again, he'll see a pressure coming and he'll get out of the, the play. And it's one of those, you feel warm and fuzzy inside, but on the other hand, you're like, ugh. <laughs> you know, so he does a, a tremendous job with that. Um, you know, I think we all spoke the same message up here from the coach's standpoint. As long as you can stay healthy and 
get used to winning, you got a chance. And that's kind of where we are. Before we conclude with the trivia, Omar, I just want to ask you, how different is the defense this year and how comfortable have you gotten with the schemes? The defense? I'm sorry, I'm the offense, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, all right. Offense, uh, offense, I like it. Um, the offense is more in my hands. Uh, so offense is, offense, I really, I call, I control the offense. Uh, if it's something I don't like, I could change. If it's something I do like, we could keep that ass on the end. It's just, it's just all about, like, what I think and, um, how, what I think will work against what type of defense does he bring or whatever. Um, but I, uh, I get to use my legs. I get to throw the ball. Um, it's really – it's really the offense is really up to me. So, I, I like it. Great. All right. Well, we're going to ask you some trivia here as we conclude with the Western Hills Mustangs. Uh, this is about Coach. So, uh, we're going to get a little trivia. I did a little research here. So, uh, <laughs> Put you guys on the spot here. Coach Boyd graduated from Western Hills in 1997, as I mentioned a couple times. What two positions did Coach Boyd play in college? Now, he played at Miami University and Urbana University. So, again, what two positions did he play in college? I can give you multiple choice unless you know it. Running back and um, linebacker. linebacker. Exactly right. Good job. Never mind me running. <laughs> Didn't even have to get the multiple choice. That's the first one of those. Gift cards for you guys. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Best of luck to you this thank season. You. Appreciate your time. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks, Omar. Thank you. Thanks, Darrell. Best of luck to And again, I want to thank uh, all of our high school football teams that joined us here. Again, we want to thank Elder Oak Hills and Western Hills High School. And uh, again, a shout out to Western Hills Chick-fil-A owner-operator Jason Griggs for this hospitality and, and uh, helping us uh, set up this WCPO High School Insider Podcast. We will talk to you Wednesday from the Kedwood Town Center Chick-fil-A for our third episode of the special WCPO High School Insider Podcast previewing the high school football season. Thanks for listening and thanks for watching. We will talk to you tomorrow.